Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Team Loose Tuesday. What a fucker, hey, JT and Lakey. Are you getting bleeped <laughs> just straight away? Well, welcome back, guys. Welcome uh, back. Guess who's back? Guess who's back. It's been a long time, man. How you been? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty busy. Um, thank you. You guys have just been doing a fantastic job carrying the podcast, carrying the site. Um, tremendous work. Well, we've been doing a job. I don't know about fantastic. Yeah, well, I tried to be nice here, but uh, no, you've been doing a stellar job. Um, the previews have been fantastic. The podcasts have been very entertaining, including the one we had up last night for the Ten Commandments with Joe Fitz. Um, I thought that was a great initiative. Well done, JT. Mate, no one could hear it though. <laughs> we got a bit of feedback. Yeah, we did. I couldn't work. I couldn't work the volume button. So you've left the work experience kid in charge, and look what look what's happened. The well, site hasn't burned down though. We're doing okay. Yeah, let's hope for better tonight. But uh, what a day, hey boys! What a day, JT. Um, what's happened to your site, mate? You wouldn't believe it, but guess who my halfback is? Sorry, five eight. <laughs> you knew it was coming. All right, Lakey, what's what about you, mate? I don't. I don't know what he's done, mate. I can't believe he's gone back to the well. No, forget it. Well, you know what's going to happen now is we're going to give him a lot of shit and then he's going to leave the WhatsApp group again in another five weeks. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know where you're doing it to yourself, JT. I had a lot going on, mate, and Morgan was just firming. I've called him a bust in the preseason, but it was all just a ploy. Uh, he's firmed into my side. I think he's oh, he's highlighted orange too. God, I'll forget about that before Friday night. Don't you worry. Highlighted orange, doesn't that mean he's in reserves? <laughs> it means El Capitano Michael Morgan. Oh He's back. God. He is back. Um, yeah. I'm mm. just, I'm just super glad Wolf hasn't jumped down our throat for another steak bet this year because I'm not keen. Not well, with we that shenanigans. Re- retaliate with a Milford bet, can you? Yeah, he's got Milford in his side, the clown. What's he doing? That's just as bad. It is. Uh, I'm a Broncos fan and I think he's an idiot. But anyway. <laughs> we love the Wolf. Love you, Wolf. <laughs> and that's another thing you just have to bring a bit of broncos love onto the podcast you boys have just been going to town which is you know fair enough but uh let's square it up tonight a little bit i think right it's been good fun let's say there's been no one to back us though so hopefully you can hold your own well benny g benny g's gotten rid of lolo and he's brought in uh, tpj or someone like that he's Jesus. got no morgan he's got milford so this guy is a secret bronco under I've, I've called it he had a bronco scarf under him in the three-way um absolute clown i don't know yeah, what he's doing how about that three-way i mean we're stepping up gear here this is almost like the members version isn't it 
professional professionalism with a capital P. No more, no more giggling, <laughs> whatever we got called out on. Yeah, hopefully I can keep my shit together for five minutes, unlike Benny G. That was a bit embarrassing. Five minutes, you'd even better than Benny, mate. He only lasted three. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. So what have we got in store? We've already hit the three-minute mark, and we haven't spoken at all really about Supercoach. Um, today is obviously the biggest day and night in Supercoach every year. Teamless Tuesday for round one. Well, I don't know what to make of it out of you two, but um, you know, sometimes there are some nice little surprises that get thrown up. There's a, a bench rookie or or a, you know an on-field rookie that you go, well, hey, 170 grand, come on to my starting side. But uh, this year, very few and but far between the rookies, so it looks like um, we're going to either have to take some risks or just jump on the mid-range bandwagon. So. Maybe I'll start with you, JT. What are the, the big changes you've made to your side uh, before we do get into the, uh, the the major ins and outs from a supercoach perspective? Well, I basically did an entire clean out. That was as bad as it was. You thought I was trying to be, you know, smart about it, just not picking the, you know, diamond in the rut or the like pie in the sky sort of cheapies and yeah, none of them fell down. So the biggest move for me, I had Marty Tapao locked in uh, pretty much for the last month or so. And then all of a sudden, Gerbo and AFB find their way into the Manly side. Like they weren't meant to be there for about a month. And then Marty was going to go 80 minutes. He was going to throw 78 offloads a game. And all of a sudden, that's gone. So we reverse trade big time on Marty to power. That was my biggest move. Um, Lakey, did you get rid of Ponga yet? Surely. Absolutely not, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's <laughs> Nothing to do with Morgan. Teamless Tuesday. I just want to know if you've gotten rid of him yet. <laughs> nah, uh, mate, my trade button over Ponga doesn't even work. It's that locked in. Um, I actually started off with my team this year and just went above the basement grade, hoping that I wouldn't have to make too many changes. And I mean, even the, I think I only had three basement guys and two of them still didn't make the run. And so now I'm still trying to find the funds to up them to somebody which means I'm going to have to make some changes elsewhere. It's going to be a, yeah, I don't know. Back to the drawing board. <coughs> Damien Cook. Damien Cook, get rid <laughs> of Damien Cook. Might have to be. have to. And if I do that, I can afford Cleary potentially. So that might be the way to go. Very good. Well, um, yeah, plenty of changes. I mean, I've only really just started today, guys. So it's uh, it's all just starting from scratch, which is uh, which is pretty good. And I'll probably do a little bit better than past years where, where I've spent uh, you know, a couple of months stressing over the side. So we'll see what happens. Mate, it's the way you haven't wasted it. your last month. What is wrong with you, mate? You haven't been changing your side for the last two months as soon as it opens. What have no. you been doing with your preseason? Oh, I'm an idiot. I've just been um, living a life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I reckon there's some, um, there's some wisdom in that because you haven't been clouded by all the rumor mill over the last two months. And now you can just come in fresh, find those guys who are going to play you know, 10 minutes and put them all in your team. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I, well, I certainly haven't been training the house down, uh, uh, Lakey, that's for sure. I'll be coming in pretty cold. Skin folds are off the charts, mate. Yeah, Mac was yesterday morning. All good. Nice. <laughs> all right, so should we jump into the teams? There's heaps to get uh, get stuck into. Let's start with, the, uh, start with the Eels versus the Bulldogs on Thursday night. So um, from... The Eels suspect there's not too much of a surprise here, I think. I don't know if you guys agree, but uh, Ryan Madison will make his debut for the Eels. Um, he's someone that I've I've been looking at a little bit, I'd say, and, and someone that I would like to have penciled in, but he's just probably too expensive for me. Are either of you two starting with him? 
I'm not. No, I don't know about you, Lakey. No, as I said in the last cast, I um, upped him to Lolo, so I guess I could reverse fate there, but yeah, not not at the moment. Okay, too so many yeah. second rowers. Just too many second rowers around. Like yes. you look at that bench, Takarangi, Nakore, Terapo as well who can play there. Uh, Sean Lane in the starting side, Nathan Brown. Huge minute players. Like Nathan, uh, Maddo's got his work cut out for him. Oh, Lucky, you can take that, mate. Well, Maddo's still going to play 80, I reckon. That's what they brought him in for. Those big boffers on the on the bench will rotate with the RCGs and Polos of the world. And Brownie probably going to look at, what, 60-65 if he doesn't jump in to play dummy half as well. Yeah, but yeah, as say, Maddo, I reckon, still going to be top minutes, but plenty of big guys on the bench, as you said. And they've still got Oregon Kafusi in the, in the reserves who could play... Um, they got Stefano Yu, who obviously didn't make the cut, but there's big raps on that kid. So, you know, who knows what that ha- what happens throughout the year. Yeah, all fair points there. I guess the other player of interest for me is Mitchell Moses. Do either of you guys uh, think about starting with him or are you looking towards more Nathan Cleary or even, a, uh, dare we say, to Nancy Milford? No Milford, but I'm running both Cleary and, and Moses. Just didn't want to muck around with anything in that halfback spot, not any Billy Walters or that kind of thing. Just lock in two guns that I'm going to want at some point in the season. There's so many pros about him. I uh, couldn't be bothered looking at cons and trying to toss up or toss a coin, whatever. Um, so locked both of them in and they haven't moved. So what? who are you starting in your 5'8 position at the moment then? <clears throat> Michael Morgan. <laughs> we established this. <laughs> up until Team was Tuesday. Up until Teamless Tuesday, it was Sean Johnson, and then I needed to make some savings, Brilliant. and one thing led to another, and I looked up some Michael Morgan highlights, uh, got fell in love again, uh, forgive him for all he's done, and now he's back, and we will never speak of 2019 again. So Sorry, just to, to jump in, let me get this straight. You had SJ, Cleary, Moses. I'm pretty sure earlier you said you've locked in Tedesco. Yep. You've got Haas, I'm assuming. Where is and, yep. and you've got Lolo. I know you've got Lolo. Yes. Yep. Have you got the rest of your team as just 171k chiefies that aren't going to play? Uh Mr. Tino Fasumalayale, uh 201k, some cheapies elsewhere. Look, it's a well-balanced side, I find. Pappenhausen as well as my reserve fullback. I think I've broken the app. Salary Sombrero, I needed it. All right, enough from you, JT. Let's uh, stick on script, guys. Um, so Mitchell Moses, it seems like, is going to be pretty popular, and uh, so is Nathan Cleary. But um, for those out there that are looking to pick one over the other, I mean, Lakey, maybe pass to you because you don't have both. What would you be thinking? Yeah, I don't have either. Um, I'd be going Cleary, though. Like I've got Milford at the moment in my 5'8 spot, but that's legitimately because I can't find the money to get up to Cleary. Um, if I can, that's the way I'll be going. I just don't have the same faith in Moses that everyone else seems to have. I've been burnt before, and, and last year was a career year for him and, you know, all that sort of jazz. But um, he, you know, didn't perform as well away from Bankwest as he did at home, um, and he didn't perform as well with Dylan Brown in the side, um, who's obviously going to, you know, hopefully going to stay uninjured for the Eels fans out there. But I just don't have the same faith in Moses, so I'd be going Cleary all the way. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting stat. I haven't looked at that to see what his scores are with Dylan Brown. 
uh, we'll need to go and do some research on that. But if I just look at what their opening fixture is, you got the Bulldogs twice, Titans, Cowboys, uh, and sorry, JT, they're going to struggle, I think, this year. The Dragons and the Tigers. I mean, that's a pretty good start to the season. And, um, you know, if you do start with somebody like a Moses and he goes off, then you're going to be, you know, up with the big boys, I think. Um, whereas let's all remember where Cleary started off last season and there was lots of people that were looking to trade him out after four rounds. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, Joe's commandments came out today. You just don't trade a gun. But, um, yeah, on on the dogs, on that draw, the dogs ended up turning into one of the best um, defensive teams in the comp in the last month. Um, not to say that they'll still be doing that to kick off the year, but if they can carry that over, um, I, I've just a little sneak peek to my class uh, captain's articles this week but um, from round 20 they kept halves to around a 45 average and that was including um, Cleary, Adam Reynolds, Moses himself, Mr. Michael Morgan um, and hmm. and Jakey Turpin so you know if they can keep that form going Moses' draw isn't um, as enticing as it may seem. Yeah, not bad there, not bad there at all. Before we move on to the Bulldogs, is there anybody else from the uh, the Eels that you want to talk about? Uh, I guess Wonga Blake, a um, bit of contention around him uh, coming back from injury this season. He's been named there, and a lot of people are looking at him as a potential option. I think, Lakey, you might be. Or... I'm on board, mate. I'm on board. If he lines up to... Not worried? No. Well, yes, I am. Um, I think he came out and I found an article uh, somewhere on NRL.com, I think, that said he was hoping to get picked. He's got to tick a few boxes and stuff like that. But he's been picked. Um, Physio, um, NRL Physio tweeted today that, you know, that's sort of his return is in line with the general returns for the shoulder recos over the off-season. So I guess there's some concern there that he hasn't had any pre-season and whatnot, but... Again, when you look at that draw and say, as Wenin just pointed out, and um, I wanted an Eels back, trying to capitalise on that. Wunga seems like the logical guy. The other, like Blake Ferguson and Sevo, are just too expensive. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, Blake was someone that I had put into my side in the last couple of days just because of the lack of, um, the lack of cheapies. But I am put off a little bit by the fact that he hasn't um, had that much of a time to recover since injury. Um, so I think potentially could start off a bit slowly, um, but I guess we'll see. So um, what he's about up 380k, I think, and he's, yeah, he's pretty well. Yeah, so he's pretty well priced for a centre wing. Um, I think over the last when he did join the Eels last year, um, if you if you remove a couple of games here and there that he um, was injured in, I think he had an average of around about 55 points per game in six or seven games to finish off the season. He's priced well below that. So there's certainly value there if he can capitalise. Yeah, exactly. And as I say, the Eels are one of those high attacking teams, high scoring teams. So if they can spread it out and get him involved. And he's had like a 60 average previously when he was at the Panthers, I think. Um, so he's been shown he can do it, but um, just whether he's healthy enough to actually hold on to the ball for 80 minutes, who knows? Indeed. Okay, let's move along to the Bulldogs. Um, we're only through one team. We're 40 minutes through. So, uh, well done, boys. Let's uh, let's keep well, moving. Down. Welcome to the JT and Lakey podcast, man. <laughs> All you're right. The moderator, mate. Crack the whip. All right. So, Brandon Wakeham is uh, 277K. Uh, any interest? He starts in the halves uh, alongside Lachlan Lewis as a replacement for, for Kieran Foran. So, should be there um, for few weeks he's uh you know he's cheaper than a few of the other guys and similar price to luai as well 
Um, is he one that you guys are, are thinking about at all? He, I think he averaged 43 points per game um, in the last season, but in two games where he played 80 minutes, he scored 54 and 53 points. So that's gone around the same points as some people are thinking maybe a Williams or a Luai can score and perhaps just a little bit cheaper. Uh, locked into halfback spot, but like 100k above Barkin basement. Cogger's there lurking. It's the dogs. He's just not ticking enough boxes. So going nowhere near Brendan Wakeham. Don't know about you, Lakey. Uh, I'd take him over Luai, but um, yeah, he's not in my team at the moment. I'm going to stick, if I can jump ahead to a team, I'm going to stick with Walters over Wakeham at the time being and, and see how it plays out at the start of the year. Um, so I'm willing to, to put a stake, down, a stake bet down here, JT. Mm, already. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Wakeham, the Wakeham uh, ends up with a better average than Michael Morgan this season. <laughs> you have gone into some tremendous stake bet credits, mate. I think you've got a tally of about 15 you've still got to pay out. So if you're wanting to add one more to it and an insulting one at that, then I'm more than happy to go. There's no minimum games here and it's purely average, season average. Right, so this Wakem bloke's going to come out and score four lucky tries and get injured, and Morgo is going to go out and score, you know, average of 70 and still get pipped. Well, whatever, I'll ride the luck. Let's go. All right, fine. First uh, stake bit of the year. Let's lock it in. Well, for you, mm-hmm. mate. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, you've been. <laughs> we've been training the house down. You have Lakey been. Yeah, mm. you have been training the house down, guys. Uh, certainly, indeed. Uh, Joe Stimson will make his Bulldogs debut. Any interest there? I I would be interested if I could trust Dean Pay. Um, you know, you got RFM on the bench. Who knows what's happening with CHN? Who got stood down today? If I knew that Stimson had that locked up for a, a extended period, I think I'd be on. He's only three forty k, three forty three or something. Um, I and he can kick. Whether he is is kicking, who knows? But yeah, I, That's I good would point. Be. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, I think what so last year he played three games over fifty minutes at the Storm with scores of eighty four, sixty five, and thirty seven. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of history there to say that he can do well. But he did rely on attacking stats uh, in those games. Had a base of around about forty five. So, what about you, JT? Any interest at all? Three hundred forty uh, he's just one in a lineup of about 700 second rows that the dogs have. So just cannot trust that he's going to play enough minutes and play enough starting minutes at that uh, throughout the season. So as good as super coach player as he seems to be, just a bit too much risk at that price. So no. Yeah, fair enough. Is there anyone else from the Bulldogs that we want to speak about that's super coach relevant or do we move across to the Raiders first Titans or the Friday night at uh, in Canberra? I reckon that's I about it for the doggies. It, yeah. Yep. yeah, do not disagree. Well, there's lots of uh, super coach relevant players at the Raiders. Uh, two in particular, the horse, Corey Horsburgh, and also Joseph Tappany, uh, my boy from last year, um, and uh, he owes me. He owes me big time. Is, uh, is uh, well, actually, are both of them traps or uh, are they value picks? Because I... I think that uh, well, definitely Tuppany is a, is a, someone that I'm looking at this year. What about you, JT? I mean, there's so much. There's not that much risk, I don't reckon, with both of these guys. So we think about the likes of Bateman that it's out uh, for. It sounds like an extended period as well. So there's plenty of potential price rises on the offer for both of them. Yeah, it's uh, probably about th- it's probably about three price rises, I think. So around six or seven. So Horsburgh for me seems like the safer sort of option. So he's just an absolute animal when he's out there. 
uh, by all reports, trading the house down as they all are. Uh, loves to get into the grind. Tarpanay's a bit hit and miss in that area, particularly at lock. A bit unsure how many minutes he'll get there. And he's not the biggest, he's not got the biggest work rate, relies occasionally on attacking stats. But around the same price, Horsburgh, unfortunately, is only at front row, but I've locked him into my side um, in the starting along with Payne Haas. So I'm uh, hoping for big things from the horse. Uh, Tarpanay for me, though, is a no-go. Um, just too much risk. I think I was a bit more tempted now just looking at that bench, though, to be honest. you got Michael Oldfield there and also Habili too. So um, they're two guys that aren't going to rotate through the back row at all. So I think that, that Tuppany could definitely play 60-plus minutes. Um, what about you, Lakey? Well, in saying that, Habili is uh, obviously a rake, but he does play a bit of lock when he gets on. Um mm. So he could steal a few minutes from Tuffany. And I think if you look back at the history, Tuffany's best um, stats were when he was playing on an edge and getting those attacking stats. And as JT said, he just doesn't have the motor. He He's said to want to stay at lock, um, but when, he just doesn't get through the work that would make him worthwhile, I don't think. Um, I'd be more interested in Horsburgh, but... Again, look back at last year, whenever the Raiders had some injuries, guys were coming back way ahead of schedule. Um, Rapana, for instance, he was, what, supposed to be out 12 weeks and came back like a month early or something like that, 16 Well, weeks Bateman did. And, and Bateman, yeah, there you go. So, you know, he's due back in sometime around between six and eight. I wouldn't be surprised to see him earlier, you know, only a month into the season. So I just don't know. If he comes back around four or five, you've got one or two price rises out of these dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess the horser is the one that has the great PPM. If he's on there for 60 minutes, he's going to, you know, should knock out between 50 to 60, no worries. And Tuppany, you, you're right. I mean, last year when he played over 50 minutes, he had, I think he had scores of 33, 34, 84, and 69 uh, in four games. But um, the 84 and the 69 were to finish the season off, and he did, um, well, I'd, I remember that very well because I did trade him out, and then he just went on a bit of a on a bit of a tear. So that was fairly annoying. Um, but yeah, I think you've both made very good points there. And I guess to to add on to it, you've got Ryan Sutton who's uh, suspended round one, so he'll be back next week um, and add into the the forward clog there. And then Hudson Young will return in round six from his suspension. So there's a few more of the big boppers to come back in and. Um, just don't know where they're going to be playing and whose minutes they're going to steal. And the issue too is, and we were discussing this a little bit earlier on, is that all the cheapies are in the front row. So you kind of yeah. need to lock in those bench spots with the 170K to 190K guys or 200K guys. And um, your second row is maybe where you can spend a little bit more on the um, the mid-rangers. So someone like a Horsburgh is, is battling out for maybe a, like a Carrigan uh, for that second front row spot. And, um, yeah, I'm struggling to fit him in now because of that. Yeah, exactly right. If it's going to be between those two guys, I think you, like Carrigan's just almost a, a lock at this stage and you've got to take him. Yeah, okay. Um, George Williams, so there's been plenty of talk um, about him through a lot of podcasts, a lot of preseason write-ups and the like. Um, joins uh, Canberra from the UK and has been named in the halves. There's no surprise there. But um, I think there's a little bit of a risk with him, 334K. Um, the the UK backs haven't done particularly well since they've, or when they have made their way across to Australia compared to the forwards. Um, are either of you picking George Williams uh, in your side? Yeah, I am. 
JT? Ooh, be cool. No, I'm avoiding him at all costs because it's not like he's he's priced at that 330-odd K mark where if he does come out and set the world on fire, you're, all, you're not all of a sudden taking you know, like 150K um, premium on him. You can wait and watch, uh, particularly given the way you played in the trial. Just nothing about that excited me. In his entire side that he's going to be playing with is pretty much brand new in this Raiders side. So there's a lot there to suggest that this guy is a wait and see. Um, Jerome Luai, if you can get him, just bring him in over the over this guy. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and I'd be a lot more on Williams if Bateman was around and playing off his hip. But um, I just his role in the team is secure, I think, and. You know, who Luai could Luai could last you know only a couple of rounds until Matt Burton or even Tyrone May come back in and take his spot. And Walters, who knows what's happening with him after next week? And it's just that there's too many questions on the other guys that are in the same sort of price area for me. But just I think Williams is going to be in for a while. Well, I think he'll be in for a while, but you know, is he really going to be that much different to an Aza Caesar last year? He had an average of 38, 35. You've got Hodgson and uh, and the like that are running that side. You know what real impact is Williams going to have from an attacking perspective with try assists, um, kicks, and and everything? Or will it just be Hodgson and and Jack White and running the show as it, as it was last year? Well, he's said to have a very super coach friendly type game. He killed over in the Super League, um, which we know these guys will tend to do and come out here and fail. But I think. And I can't give you the exact stats. I can't remember off the top of head. But he, in his games where he's played like World Club Challenges against like NRL um, caliber sides, he's still averaged over 50 um, in those. And it's a small sample size, but it gives you a taste of what he can do against that quality competition. Um, so I think he'll get involved. The combinations will just have to build. The chemistry will have to build. It might take a little while, but um, I'd rather have him there and have him be a slow build, then start without him and see him go bonkers. Yeah, I'm just personally struggling to fit him into the side with um, you know the lack of cheapies and the likes of a Luai and also uh, Walters that are popping around at a, at a you know yeah, a fair whack cheaper price. Yeah, so I get that. I get that. Trouble. And I couldn't, I I wouldn't look down on anybody for skipping him and going a cheaper guy at all, um, because as you said, the cheapies aren't there, and we need to get the money somewhere. Damien Cook. <laughs> we haven't got to the Raiders yet, mate. We'll talk about that when they come. <laughs> All right. So let's keep moving along then, boys. Um, where are we up to? We are up to the Titans. Well, how could we forget the Titans? JT, you're a, that's your second side. You want to start second with Queensland side in, in, in the NRL at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, well, All right. Uh, yeah, interestingly... <laughs> <laughs> so AJ Brimson, this guy named on the extended bench in 21. So he's on the comeback trail from injury. So got Philip Sammy filling at the back there. Um, outside of Callum Watkins, there's not a lot of love, I think, for anyone with some Titans players in that back line. Uh, Watkins is all of a sudden just firmed. I think he'll be in a lot of sides come uh, Thursday night, I guess. So it has to 200 be. It just has to be, given the complete dearth of options at the moment. So he's 270K. Didn't set the world on fire last season. I think he finished under 40 average, but uh, a lot of things. So he came over mid-season. He joined the Titans of all sides. Um, Couldn't get a lot going, but watched a little bit of him in the Broncos trial, and he looked pretty electric out on that right edge. So uh, 
there's not going to be a lot of points in that Titans back line, but all we need from this guy is to fall over the line a few times, right? So pretty much everyone's got to have him in. Well, I yeah. think so. What he had a finished the season, played six of the last seven games, averaged 33, but had no attacking stats. So um, you would think that the Titans will be a little bit better this year. They pretty much just gave it away towards the end of last season when he came into the side. So yeah, don't disagree with the, uh, the absolute lack of cheapies we have in the centre wing. You just have to pick him. The other thing Watkins has going for him is he's coming back. It's his second year back from an ACL injury, and we all know how guys Ooh. take time to get back into that, and their second year is always yeah. better than their first. So that's got a big plus for my mind. And um, he's got a, an English coach with him. Who knows? Maybe he just knows how to sort of use him a bit better than what what was Brennan, whoever that was. Well, an Australian coach that coached in England for a few years, you mean? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, a guy that's come over from the Super League. <laughs> just have to correct the ship here, you know. Righto, champ. Well, it's a, it, this is a bit late for you, JT. You've been throwing out your champs, your chiefs, your sports after about five minutes, so that's good. I think if you've yeah, listened righto. to the rest of our podcast, mate, you'll know we're not that professional, so just keep it in line, will you? Thank you. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this, this top... If, People think the Broncos bench is weird. This Titans bench is even weirder. You got Nathan Peets and Brian Kelly uh, named at fourteen and sixteen. Um, that just says to me that Jai Arrow um, at five hundred and seventy six k is a, a tremendous buy. I can just see his minutes at least peaking what he did last year. And um, I did say this in the analysis tonight. But if things go his way, I think he could easily be the highest averaging second row forward of the year. What do you guys think? JT. It's a big call for a guy. Big call for a guy that's departing the side. Uh, had back issues. Had just about every injury under the sun. But he's obviously you look around him, and there is no one in this Titan side that can do anything to the caliber that he can. Hmm. Outside of maybe Bryce Cartwright for five seconds at the end of a game, but Jai Arrow has got to carry this side on his very injured back. It's a big call for you to say that he could end up the highest scoring second row well, in the I, game I think or thereabout. Just, just if luck. Goes his way, right? So yeah. injuries permitting, and then he's also got a coach that's willing to play him more than fifty minutes per game. Um, he's just a beast on the field from a super coach perspective. Like he's a he's a mini um, Paul Gallon, really, um, and just gets in and everything. You just have a look at that side, and there's absolutely no one there. And um, John Arrow's a guy that won't stop trying. There was a, a think in against the Knights last year. Ponga made a big breakaway try, and it was Jai Arrow that was chasing him seventy five meters down the field. He just he just has – he's nothing but heart. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to have him. But he's another one of those awkwardly priced guys. He's just under the top range guys and, and a bit more expensive in those middle ranges. 13%. 13% owned. That's oh, pod. That is hugely pod territory. He's in my side, boys. He's in my side. So you're going to break Okay, that's why, he's, that's why he's 13%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are a bit, yeah, that's a bit up and down. I reckon you, I can see the, I can see the pros, but I'm just have to justify not picking him and it's going to hurt watching him. But listen, last year, I think Nathan Peets and Mitch Rain played together a few games and they rotated through the lock position as well. Um, those guys can sort of both play that at a pinch. So, yeah, but Brennan Brennan was a bit of an idiot, wasn't he? Well, there's no arguing (laughs) that. No arguing that whatsoever, but he, he might be listening. He might be listening, fellas. Oh, Let's yeah. keep it. A friend yeah. of the podcast, Gareth Brennan. Mm. Yeah, come on. A couple and of Titans before before we move on. A couple of Titans traps, big time traps. Sam Lasano and Jamin 
Jolliffe, who's come out of nowhere to fill the 17th spot. I thought there was That's... Jam and Jolliffe. Yeah, right. That's very Gold Coast kind of name. But Sam Lasano <laughs> has been a, an absolute uh, super coach enough for I don't know how many years now. But there's he's there because Fodawaka is still injured and he's due back any, any minute now. Fodawaka. Uh, so Lasano, if you're looking at him, and I know people will, just steer clear. He's not good. Uh, he will go to the bench, play probably 30 minutes to see the year out, maybe make seven grand. Sam Lasone is not meant to be in your super coach side. So just to further back you up there, JT, um, averages since 2015, 30, 32, 35, 28, 24. Um, good player, good to be in the NRL, but um, no, not really that good. Nope. Nope, not no. good at all. No, nope. mate, Anton is just the – our mate Anton or Hitro is the biggest Warriors fan you've ever met, and he couldn't wait to see the back of Lasone. But I definitely wouldn't say it to to uh, Sam's face. So he's a big unit. Yeah, no, Jesus, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. But yeah, no, just Sam, if you're listening to the pod, um, we sorry. love you, mate. Yep, yep, love you. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, let's go to the backs. Ash Taylor, three hundred twenty nine k. I think I raised that with you guys a couple of weeks ago. Um, listen, he's someone that I'd really like to get into my side if the dual position, um, flexibility allowed it, but um. You know, with Walters in the same position, I can't pick him. And if it was a choice out of him or Williams, I think I'd get Ash Taylor. What about you guys? Yeah, I like it. You go. Well, I'm on Williams. Let's say I'm. I don't like the Titans' early draw. They've got a mm. pretty tough run to start the year, and I think it really opens up around round six or seven. Once they get through that, um, I'll be looking very closely at him. Yeah, I mean, goal kicking and stuff as well. If he can get that back and he can get his confidence back, then, yeah, I can see the value in Taylor. But for right now, there's just too many question marks about him. And as you said, Titans have got a tough run pretty much from 1 to 26, given that side that they've got. So no to Ash Taylor from round one. Just have a look at their first six games. They got the Raiders in round one, then the Eels. Then they've probably got an easy win against the Broncos in round three. Uh, Roosters, Storm, and Eagles up to six. So that's a brutal draw to start with. Mm. Nope, no for me. Uh, is it time to party? <laughs> do we, Don't do this again. We do this every year. <laughs> no, it's, one it's, answer, it's, no. Pass. Just shy under 400K, Bryce Cartwright named in the second row. Um, do we, Do we party? We did say no, didn't we? Yeah. Have you RSVP'd already? <laughs> I have RSVP'd about two years ago. I'm getting Big too old to party, though. mate. Yeah, same. Okay, well, let's move on to the Cowboys versus Broncos. The uh, the match of the weekend, JT, isn't it? Yeehaw! Ooh, got one out. I'm feeling <laughs> giddy up. It's Cowboy time again, baby. <laughs> brand new stadium, uh, brand new fullback, brand new 5'8". Uh, Jason Taumalola leading us to nine's victory. The Broncos have just shoved in whoever they could find out of the uh, bushes out at bloody Red Hill to fill their side. Cowboys are going to absolutely romp this one home. Everyone's going to get Michael Morgan, captain him for the rest of the year. This is it, boys. This is the premiership year. How good. Anything you want to add, Lakey? Uh, I prefer the Cowboys <laughs> over the Broncos, but I, Jesus, you're can going. We, can we stick to Supercoach, boys, or is that uh, a little bit too hard? <laughs> sorry, you got me too far too excited. Yeah, but Jesus. You said it. Val Holmes, guess... JT, talk to me about Val Holmes. 
Uh, I mean, for Supercoach, he's obviously very high priced because of the way he left uh, the game in 2018. He was probably the uh, top fullback in terms of Supercoach output in those last sort of 12 games. So he comes in at about 560k. Uh, he's got to fill into a backline spot that hasn't always been profitable for Supercoach. So there's a lot of question marks there about just where he fits into the side and also his ability to play out the full 80. Um, so there's talk here that the fact that Ben Hampton has been named on the wing is to spell Valentine Holmes during a game. So shift him out defensively um, to that wing position to catch a few breaths in the lungs and uh, Hampton's utility value would see him switch to fullback. So plenty to sit back and watch with Val Holmes, but in terms of what he looks like, he looks like he's ready to step back in and uh, go gangbusters. He's a fair bit younger than Jared Hayne was in the same place, but I guess for Supercoach, uh, wait and see. His price isn't going to go anywhere. So is he going to be goal-kicking or will Felt be? Yeah, that's going to be uh, the, too. Yeah. yeah. Talk is that Val Holmes has been striking them quite well, so it uh, looks like he'll get first choice at goal-kicking. Uh, Felt was the other option there, but... Uh, looks to be Val Holmes that's one out. Um, Jake Clifford strikes him well, but he's at 21, so he won't come into contention. No talk of I Masters. It, I love it when they strike it well. Mm. Good. You wouldn't want to strike right it badly. Well, no. mate, when, at the end of his Sharks tenure, Holmes was goal-kicking there, and he was doing a pretty good job of it. So if he's, um, you know, as long as he can keep kicking them well, he's going to hold that all year. Because Felt was sort of just a throw-in after JT left, and... We know Masters' track record with it, so he won't go near it. Well, I was just about to say, speaking about someone who wasn't striking it well last year, Eastern Masters makes the trip up um, from West uh, Tigers all the way to to Townsville. How's he going to go, JT? Uh, slowly, I think. I think uh, he had a very tough year last season. He's coming back off a couple of niggling ankle injuries, so he's likely to be a little nippier than he was last season, but he's got a long road to redemption uh, the, a lot of fan size. The only question we need to know here, JT, is will he be allowed to offload? Uh, listen, Paul Green's probably got, ooh, I'd say, 10 rounds left to go on his contract if they keep it up. So I think throw the whatever textbook he was using out the window you're going to see Lolo throwing about 10 offloads a game. SN Masters will just not even look to uh, go to ground. Their arm's going to be free and raring to go. So I reckon SN Masters of 2018 will be due, probably not from round one, but he'll be back. Okay. What about bit, you, Lucky? What do you think? Risky. Are you looking at Masters? I'm not, mate. It's going to be a bit risky throwing all those offloads inside your own 20 meter zone, isn't it? Huh. <laughs> uh, Michael Morgan will be kicking those 2040s. Uh, don't you worry about that. Thank you. Uh, Cohen Hess starts at 354k. Uh, someone that you know joins the pack of the many uh, mid rangers in that second row. Um, well, going back to 2017 and 18, held an average of 58 points per game. Fell down hugely last year. Can he return to any kind of form, or uh, you know, is he stuck now really at the the crossroads of his career? I think JT, what's he going to do from from here out? Well, he's shed about 20 kegs off the frame. Uh, he looks in better shape than he's probably ever been. Um, by all he's come out and said that as well. He's been given the starting 12 spot. 350-odd K in terms of Supercoach price is nothing compared to where he was. Yeah, the real question for me is just the fact that Mitch Dunn and Shane Wright, uh, two second rowers, have been named on the bench there, as well as Reese Robson. Uh, just how many minutes the guy actually gets. So he looked fantastic in the nines, and his price is definitely going upwards. 
Um, but it's just a tricky one to fit into your second row or center wing at this point. Um, but I mean, the fact that he's he's pretty he is dual. I'm not uh, forgetting that. Let me have a look. But for me, Cohen Hess looks raring to go. So uh, I can only see upside for him. But it's just how you fit him in that's the question. He's not a dual. No, he's, he's, he's not dual only. Uh, he's not dual. What are they doing? No, if he's not, if he was a dual, he'd be straight into it. I think, mate, he'd be one of the more popular players in the game. Well, he played there about three or four games last season, and every time we had an injury, so mm. pretty surprised he wasn't named well, there. But there was talk that they were going to um, redo a couple of the duels before the um, season kicked off, but a, a bit of backlash, and I think they've canned that idea. Yeah, I thought he was one of them, so that's a bit disappointing. But yeah, for mine, I think a lot of people are looking at. Um, big Coco. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of what he looked like in the nines and what he can do in this game, he's got pedigree. Okay. Do you have him? Yeah, I'm. S- uh, I do not, but I can never say no to a cowboy. So, who knows by Thursday? I've heard that about you, actually. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Speaking to a man you cannot say no to, Jason Tamalolo, JT, um, he's in your side. Yeah, he's been locked in since day one. And I think for you as well, in your article today, uh, yep. he was your first choice, which yep. I like. So uh, for mine, Lolo's just uh, looked fantastic. He's had a pretty trouble-free in terms of injury off-season. So uh, much more of a leadership role this season. So all the signs are good for him. Big yeah. price, but you know he's going to play the round 12 by. He's uh, international, so he won't miss for any origin. So there's no reason he's not a 1-24 to uh, set and forget. Are there any um, cheapies that, that you kind of know of from the Cowboys that um, haven't been selected in the starting side that you think that you could put on your in your uh, in your squad and just have there as them as a, an NPR for the moment with a thought that they could get a gig soon? Well, I guess the big one for me is the fact that Connolly Lamello is named in the nineteen jersey, so he's actually been named ahead of Tom Opechik, who I had penciled in for a starting centre spot to start the year. So. Obviously, the coach has liked what he's seen from Connolly. Um, he hasn't played an NRL game yet, so he's bargain basement. Uh, based on that round one side, he looks pretty much the next to go should there be an injury or should Ben Hampton, whose spot is very fragile, uh, gets dropped. So big wraps on Connolly there. Uh, the other one that I was looking at, Tom Gilbert, uh, looks pretty much ready to go in NRL, but he's about 19 or so. He's killed it in Q Cup. Um, he's bound to get a run at some point, but it probably won't be for later in the year, come around origin or so. And obviously the talk of the nines, Hamizo Tabuai Fido. He's still not named in the top 30 squad, so he's no chance of playing NRL as yet, but we need some bloody pace in that back line and he's got it in spades. So there's a couple there on the fringes, but I don't think anything in the early stages. What the hell was that? Are you ready? You know what time it is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can edit this, right? We can take this out. <laughs> did we, we didn't send uh, Langley the memo, did we? <laughs> oh, do it. That's it. Do it. Let's go, Broncos. On the beers or Sorry, what? I was no, just getting caught up a little bit there. Are we good? You were hurrying us up. You were hurrying us up about half an hour ago, and you just played that absolute garbage for about seven minutes or seven years. It felt like <laughs> Jesus, mate. 
Well, just because I have an entertaining intro to, to my side, you guys could do it as well. And the volume needs to be edited for that one. Good Lord. Yeah, way down. <laughs> way down. Apologies. All right. Broncos, let's go. Um, heaps of uh, Supercoach relevant players here as per usual and probably no further uh, from the truth than Patrick Kerrigan who um, gets that starting lock position and has been named captain uh, this week. 326K. I'm just assuming he's in both of your sides. Yep. 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 Yeah, cool. So we can just move on. Uh, from that, um, Payne Haas, we probably don't need to spend too much time on him, I don't think. Have you guys locked him into your side too? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, probably don't need to spend a lot of time on either. David Perfido, is he locked into both of your sides as well? Yep. No. What? I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm funny. Oh, I'm an absolute stitcher. Well, at least one of us <laughs> thinks so. <laughs> it's far too many broncos though this is the uncomfortable thing all right um the one player that i am looking at that uh i think we had spoken about too is uh katoni stag so 447k had a breakout season last year but i think you raised a really good point um like he was just you know what happens with jermaine asako on the bench and um you know when he comes on does he steal the goal kicking from stags or you know how does that play out so um, I would be picking Stags if that conundrum wasn't there. Um, JT, as a, uh, a Broncos hater, but probably maybe a Stags lover, um, is he someone you're looking at at all? Uh, I think if the price was right, but that 450k markets, I've got one center wing above 400k, and that's Jesse Ramian, Lakey's favorite. So for me, I like a Tony Stags from a super coach perspective, especially with that goal kicking. Um, but yeah, it's just so tough to shell out that kind of coin for a centre wing at this stage. So prefer Ramian over him, so he's a no for me. It's quite interesting. Ra- Ramian over Staggs. I, I, I couldn't do it. What about yourself, Lakey? You're a, a Knights uh, fan. Uh, you would have seen uh, the very best of uh, Ramian, didn't you? Uh, no, that happened the year before at the Sharks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mate, I, I am interested in Rami, and he just showed in the All-Stars what he can do when he gets a good early ball in hand. He can just break tackles at will. I think he had like 12 um, tackle breaks in that game, um, and that was playing on his wrong side. He usually plays on the right, so he'll be outside SJ. Uh, we're not talking about the Sharks. We'll get into that later. But for me, um, yeah, I'm interested in both of these guys. Um, you just look at what Staggs did at the back end of last year, and... You know, from when he started consistently playing 80, he averaged, and I'm just getting that up. 66 points per game from 19 to 26. There you go. So he absolutely killed it, and he had the kick in and whatever else, and just he's got an attacking stat in him. Um, Not the best kicker, though. No, no, and that's what worries me. If Asako gets on, he's a far better goal kicker, and so he probably will be given the tee, especially in a close game. But why is Asako there? Is he just there to spell Bird in case something happens? Because Bird doesn't have the best injury history, obviously. So, um, so are there any other Broncos players that you guys are looking at at all? Um, J- maybe you, JT? Uh, that pretty much does it for me. Obviously not on Anthony Milford. So, yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. No. Blakey? No, not really. I say I'm on Milford, but if I can get off him, I will. Um, That's about it. Trade button's right there, champ. Just use it. Ah, oh, Jesus. Another champ. <laughs> He's even championing me over the Broncos. This is unheard of. All right. Uh, Knights first Warriors, Saturday afternoon. Uh, and this is in Newcastle. Lakey, your boys, take us away. I don't have a song prepared, guys. I'm really sorry about that. Mm. Um, we are the losers. Oh, we're on our way up. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> sing, sing for us, Lakey. We yeah. don't often have that. Yeah. You won't. You still won't. Um, the Knights side was pretty much named as we were expecting it to be. It's There wasn't really anything new out of that. Um, we Skip kinda, to the punchline, Chief. No, there is no punchline. That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> Chief. Uh, uh, mate, you guys... Lockwood, Lockwood Fitzgibbon? <laughs> He's in my team. Give him my, I give know him. he is. That's <laughs> the punchline. Go to it. Uh, Fitzy, I'm... He to say he keeps tempting me. Uh, it's just that that past you know sixty plus averages, and now he's only forty four forty k or something like that. I I don't know. I can get past him. Oh, it's just incredible. Hey, so the average fell from um, sixty two to forty eight in one season. Um, consistent seventy six minutes per game, which is pretty incredible. Um, and uh, and and yeah, the, it's just the base points for him are just. Exactly the same, 40. It's just the attack. So that fell off a cliff last year. What do you think that came down to? I don't know. It could be, I don't know, what, second, third-year syndrome. There was a couple of times he got hit, you know, those ponga short balls, and he either got pulled down close to the line or dropped it cold. I remember watching one game where he reached out and just dropped it, and I was cussing him out. But I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. It was just a form drop. You know, Mitch Barnett came on and killed it um, towards the back end of the year, whether he stole some of the um, special juice or something. I don't know. <laughs> and what about uh, Herman SASA? He's one player that's caught my interest today, starting at lock, 372K. Um, what he averaged, I'm just trying to find it now. I can't see, but um, certainly a lot better than what it was uh, last year. Um, yeah, 2018, yeah, he was up over the 50, about 55. Yeah. He, um, he's got that game, and for whatever reason, um, Brownie just wasn't a fan, and to the point where he was looking at going to the dogs or something across the off-season, and it took O'Brien getting on the blower and just saying, no, nah, mate, we want you, you're going to be a part of the team um, for him to change his mind. So I'm pretty glad that happened. Just got to work on his defense a little bit, but you know, other than that, he's, you know, he, he was pegged when we flogged him from you guys that he was going to be one of the better um, you know, young props in the comp at one stage. 
Mm, well, I mean, you got the issue that I can see maybe is you got Tim Glasby and Aiden Guerra on the bench. So how many minutes is he going to play? Because if you look back to that 2018 season, one of the key reasons he was playing over 50 minutes per game. Can he get back to that, or are those minutes just not going to be there? Again, it's not even just those guys. If he might be able to rotate through the um, the uh, prop rotation as well to spell Clemmer. Um, Dan Safidi, but you got Jake Safidi on the bench. Connor Watson's supposed to be playing some lock this year, and um, that's not even taking into account Sione Matautia, who's out injured at the moment. So th- the whole pack minutes is uh, a question mark for me. I've got no idea what's going to go on. Okay. Um, before we get into the two center options, uh, in the halves, you've got Kurt Mann starting 287k, who is available um, as a nope. dual position center wing half. Uh, not interested? No, not interested. Move on. Really? Yeah, okay. No. Talk me through it. Average 42 um, points per game in six games that he played or started in the halves for the Knights. Um, you know, that season discounted by about 100K, and we know how hard it is to find some players around that mark uh, in the center wing. Um, you know, he's a player that I have put into my side today. Talk me out of it. He... His versatility kills him. If there's an injury in the backs, there's every likelihood he switches into there and Connor Watson fills in for him. Um, you've got the, all the talk in the offseason was Phoenix Crossland. He was going to be the starting six, and it's only through injury that he's not actually playing at the moment. And then across the trials, young um, Tex Hoy put his hand up as a future 5'8 for the club. So he's on borrowed time, for what I can tell. And Mason Lino's there in the number 20. You know, so there's three or four quality guys sitting right behind him, ready to take his spot at the moment. Um, according to Barry Tui, who's the Knights man on Twitter, it reckons he's got the spot until proven otherwise. But how long does that take? I mean, he's not been stellar so far in his young career. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good points there. So what about the other two guys that you've got sitting in in there, the centers that are both price pretty similar to, to man do either of those guys take your interest at all or are you staying away from from them as well i mean, i think i'm going to stay away um i'd much prefer tuala over shibasaki but for some reason coach prefers shibasaki he's pretty much locked in um but again i think we spoke about it yesterday um he's going to be playing in ramian's old spot and who pretty much the only thing he caught all year was a cold sitting out on the wing watching the guys run away from him um so who I don't know that Shibasaki's going to do any better. He's going to start cheaper, but don't think he's going to score any better. Um, Tuwala's JT, you'll be able to talk to him a bit better as he came down from Cowboy Country. It's supposed to be a talent, but then you've got Bradman Best, who plays on the left and is supposed to be coming back in four or five weeks. Does he take Tuwala's spot? It's just so up in the air at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately, Tuwala's problem is just a solid player, but he never really kicked on. He hasn't got a lot of pace to him. Uh, he's not a big unit either. So in terms of a regular first-grade center, he's just, yeah, he doesn't look the type. So he never kicked on at the Cowboys, unfortunately. Maybe the change of scenery might do him well, but he looks like sort of the first to go if anything was to go awry at the old Newey Knights. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think when you look at this 17 that I've got at the moment, the only guys who are pretty much guaranteed um, super coach options are Kalen Ponga and David Clemmer. And even Clemmer is, you know, the only reason you'd pick him is because he's like 150k cheaper than Haas. And it, it's not even worth going down to that. Haas is going to kill him. So it's just Ponga for mine in this team. 
Yeah, good points. Are we okay to move on from Newcastle now, move along to the Warriors? Yep. All right, JT, um, you take us away here. What's uh, call your eye for the Warriors uh, team announcement today? Uh, there's not a hell of a lot doing there outside of the fact that I guess cheapy on the bench that we'll all now be looking at, Jermaine Tanua-Brown. Uh, so he's come into massive calculations here. So he's a front row only, 171K. Uh, by all rights, killed it in the preseason, so he's earned his spot there. Doesn't look like he's got a hell of a lot of competition right now. Um RTS named, bit of conjecture about whether he'd make it out onto the field. CHT won the uh, partnership with Blake Green there. Blake Fus- uh, David Fusatua, we know, was moved to the centres during the trials. He's won the spot there. Um, really not a lot to love about that Warriors side. One guy that I did bring in just today, though, because I needed to uh, save a bit of money on Marty Tapao was Torhu Harris. So he obviously missed a big chunk of last year, about 12 games or so at the back end, uh, dealing with some troubling leg injuries. So he's had a long off-season getting those right. Uh, He's come out in the media in the off-season as well, saying he's just been raring to go. Uh, He feels fantastic. Uh, He's pretty highly priced. um, But for mine, given the guys around him, uh, they're going to need a guy like Torhu to lead from the front. So I can see a big year coming for big Torhu. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, but so what you've switched switched somebody into the front row and then picked up Tohu in the um uh in the second row? Yeah, so I've moved or well, I sort of bought Horse Horsebrough in the front row there, got a couple of cheapies supplementing him and uh just got Torhu in there. So not mucking around with the Jaden Sewer type or anything like that. So yeah, I think the yeah. uh, the only issue there, JT, is in 2018, he's played 11 games, 2018, 16, 2019, 13 games. So durability is a big concern uh, for him. So, yeah, do agree that the minutes should be there and he should be playing 80. Um, but, uh, you know, losing JT when he did, plus also the durability concerns, I just couldn't pick him. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the thing. Apparently, he's been carrying this injury for about three or four years. So the fact he's had it all cleaned up and good to go like he seems healthy so uh discounting all of those past couple of seasons i reckon torhu of old if only he was center wing yeah not bad um lakey one player that did strike my eye is um david fusatua as what jt did said moved into the center centers obviously he's been very much a hit and miss player relying on tries but um you know should get that that increase in base stats being out there any interest from you and him at 345k yeah, I've got to say I am. Um, I'm very seriously considering downgrading one of my guys to Fusatua. He He's not going to be a prolific try scorer in the centres there, but, I mean, he wasn't that last year anyway um, without SJ there. Um, but, I again, reading through some old stats and whatnot, I think he scored 12 tries in the 19 games or something he's played in the centres across his career. So he can get across the line. Um, but whether they go away from Mamalo, especially with these rule changes and stuff that have come in, um, I'm just not sure it's going to get out to him. But I think he's got growth anyway. Yeah, fair enough. And CHT, 384, has been encoded Nikarim to the starting halves position and should kick goals. Um, for me, I, I can't go near him with that price and also Nikarim on the bench. What about you, JT? Any interest in him over you know some of the other cheaper halves that we've spoken about, or are you staying away from CHT? 
No, 200k above bargain basement. Nicarima floating around. Uh, just has sort of Adam Kieran of last season written all over him, but obviously much more expensive. So cannot trust anything with Stephen Carney right now. So CHT is just too much of a risk. Okay, let's move on to the Rabbitohs versus Sharks Saturday afternoon at ANZ Stadium. Latrell Mitchell will make his debut for South at fullback, but um, you got Alex Johnson named on the bench, and the rumours are that he'll come on and replace Latrell at some stage or give him a rest at, at, um, in some way. And then also he's not going to kick goals as well with Adam Reynolds there. So I you know, couldn't be any further from picking Latrell Mitchell in my side at 653k. What about uh, yourself, Lakey? No, I'm not going anywhere near him. He's got to learn the whole new position. It's a lot more energy he's going to have to get through every game. And as you said, Alex Johnson. I don't like Alex Johnson on the bench for Latrell or Braden Burns because there's some talk around that to spell Latrell, they'll push him out into the centers and they'll rest Burns so they can, you know, because he's a bit injury prone as well. So it, that one guy on the bench could hurt both of those super coach options. Mm, that's a bit annoying. I've got Braden Burns to my side at the moment, 454k. I'm very um, I mean, keen on him, but yeah, it's just, there's a question mark. Yeah, question mark, I guess, but that just doesn't make much sense. I mean, when he was playing 80 minutes in the centres last year, averaged 60 points per game, uh, base points per game of 35 across then in seven games when he, he was injured for the rest of the season. But, um, you know, if he can stay fit, he's a definite contender to be a gun for centre wing. Uh, what do you think, JT? Is he someone you're looking at at the moment at that price? No. Uh, I mean, he had, a, he had a pretty handy last year as well. Like, ever, I had my eye on him. Um, but again, a tricky price. Uh, too much conjecture. No. Okay. Um, let's move to the forward pack. There's two players there in particular that are worth speaking about mid-ranges. Uh, let's start with Liam Knight. I'm assuming that both of you have him locked into your side? Yep. No, I don't. Really? Interesting. No. Uh, too high a price. Is it starting lock? Does he get 50? Does he get 60? Does he get 70? Who knows? Um, handy super coach game, but Ethan Lowe's floating around on that bench there. Um, it's a complete reshuffling to what he was doing. So 440K, if he really does come out and starts banging out you know, 70s, uh, we're not going to be that far off in terms of price. So he's not going to go anywhere. Happy to sit back and wait, especially at that round one price. It's far too much. No, I couldn't disagree any further there, JT. I think that he's very much underpriced. If you have a look at that bench, um, you've got Mark Nichols who will go through as prop. Ethan Lowe will go onto the edge. And then Alex Johnson will play go through centre wing. So there's only Saleh there that is going to go potentially through um, his position. I can just see Jaden Sewell will be the one that come off for Ethan Lowe. Cameron Murray should play the full 80 minutes. So I can see Liam Knight playing you know, 60-plus. And if he does that with his PPM going forward, that's potentially a 60 average uh, that he's going to be knocking out. And he's priced, what, he's priced at 47 points per game points, average? points, 41 minutes he played last year. So if he pushes up to a 60-minute game at his uh, 1.14 PPM, he's looking yeah. at a 65, 60, you know. That's going to be key for territory in that front row. Well, yeah, you're hitting basically Jai Arrow and above territory there. So, um, yeah, I reckon he's a pretty obvious pick, to be honest. Right, I'll let you guys do that one. You'll see when he gets 55 minutes and Cam Murray goes back to lock when he's spelled. Uh, and then I'll just happily pick him up later on in the year. Even though <laughs> 55 minutes, he's going to be averaging close to 60, mate. 
It's all good champions. <laughs> you do it. So what about Jaden Sewer? 304K did raise this earlier today as well, that with uh, the lack of options that have come through Teamless Tuesday, that you know, I think he's someone that we have to consider. Again, he's starting there. He's priced below what I think he's going to average for the year. So what he, he's priced at a, um, just having a look at it now, priced at a, uh, a 30-point th- average. Uh, at the moment, surely he's going to beat that. I can see him at least jumping up to maybe a 50, which will then see him increase in value by about 150 to 200k. I mean, to me, there's a bit of value there. Yeah, I don't know. He just, he's never really gone on with it. He's always had huge raps, but I mean, even you look back at his Broncos season of 2017, was it? 2018? Um 61 minutes a game, average 45 points. He just, I don't think he has the super coach game in him as much as we probably want him to. In saying that, 300K and we don't have any chiefies, it might be someone that you end up just having to go with simply because. I mean, that's still 130K increase in price if he averages 45. Well, that's if. And you say he averaged 33 last year and the year before that, he averaged 24. So, and those are, again, that's a small sample size game. So, as he was just coming into the league, but yeah. Well, I, I think what, you need, yeah. I mean, the other thing to look at is last year, what he averaged 40, 41 minutes per game, the year before was 61. Um, so, you know, the, the 41, I don't think is a true representation. So, I think the 60 is probably where he's going to get close to get this year, depending on how many minutes they're going to give um, Ethan Lowe off the bench. Um, Bennett loves him as well. Um, so that that um, 2018 season when he played 60 minutes was when Bennett was there. He's handpicked him to come over to South. So I can see him playing pretty big minutes. Uh, you know, he's coming of age now as well. Um, he's been in the system for a few years. So this is kind of his breakout year, I reckon. Yeah, and listen, I'm probably going to end up with him just because there's no one else, but I'm not sold. Um, I don't know. Hopefully I get proven wrong if I do start with him. Okay. JT, no interest? Uh, not for me. He's not in my side, but I can't begrudge anyone for getting him. Uh, might I just add one hour, five minutes, and I think we've gone through about half the teams. What's going <laughs> okay. on, boys? Let's go on to the Sharks. <laughs> uh, I will run down the Sharks list here, guys. So I'm not even going to faff around. So Will Kennedy, uh, 240K, fullback center wing jewel. Uh, he's obviously coming to calculations, but big risk is Josh Dugan's on the comeback trail. Bronson Sherry wasn't named this week either. Josh Morris will go to the Roosters after all of that kerfuffle. So he'll be gone after this round. How long does two he keep weeks, his spot? Apparently. Yep. Oh, two two Josh weeks. Morris so what will happen with that? Like, I don't know much about Kennedy. Will he shift out to into the centers or how would that play? Will will um, When Dugan comes back, will he go into the centers or will he go to fullback? What, what's the likely outcome here? Well, a couple of the, I had a read of their forum today, and they reckon that Dugan might just be spelled onto the wing while he's coming back. Um, it's probably a safer spot for him, given the rigors of fullback. Will Kennedy, a young body, so in terms of security, it's probably not all that bad, and it's not a huge risk at two hundred and forty k. Um, so I've got Will Kennedy in my side, just as we said for the dearth of cheapies, um, taking a punt. But I like his chances to get a few extra games there throughout the year, given Dugan and Moylan and how horrible they are with injuries so for mine he's in there yeah and okay. Dugan was looking to get medically retired only about a month ago um, yep. had zero preseason if he does come back I don't see him stepping straight into the fullback spot despite him training the house down from all reports and Moylan's constantly got those soft tissue injuries so they, there's every chance they don't 
push him back straight away. So I think Kennedy's got probably four or five games in at least um, and depends mm-hmm. what happens with the other guys. Yeah, I think you're pretty not, safe yeah. with both of those guys, right? With Dugan and also Moylan. You couldn't pick two um, two better players that are injury prone if you're a youngster and you want to solidify yourself in the side. I think um, he's pretty safe because there's a big chance that one of those guys will be injured uh, at, at some stage during the season. Andrew Fafita, boys, uh, bench is looking pretty thin. Uh, he's come into calculations just in Teamless Tuesday today. I haven't had him in all year, but a fair bit of talk rumbling about the big dog. Yeah, great price, 554k. Um, it's either him or Jai Arrow for me. What about you, Lakey? I'd take Arrow out of those two. I just don't... I, I love the guy. I love his super coach game. Um and the bench does set him up, but his knee—he just running around like a mummy out there. He's strapped to the days. Apparently, he wasn't strapped up at training this week. There you so go. I read that as well when I was lurking the fan forum. So thank you very much, much Sharks forever. Yeah, look, could I be think could be his year. I think with Favita as well, he's someone that I probably want to watch for the first two weeks before price rises, and then if he's just back to Fifi old, like you just said, JT. Um, then I'll jump on him at that price. But if he's the same guy that finished the season last year with a 51 average over uh, uh, nine, rounds 19 to 26, then happy just to continue to let him slide. Mm. He's uh, a, Blake Braley, I think I think everyone's got him in his side. Sorry, Lakey, did you want to say something? No, I was just about, just about to say him on Fifi. He's a massive Supercoach fan too and has that mm. history. Um, has anyone slid into his DMs and get him to come on the pod <laughs> and, and explain himself? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I can't say I've uh, dealt even on my darkest Friday nights out at Jade Buddha. Never gone that far. <laughs> well, you've been asleep, mate. That's why. Uh-huh. Uh, Blake Braley, I reckon he's in just about everyone's side. Uh, cheapy hooker, starting nine. Connor Tracy on the bench there as a halfback only option for Supercoach, but possibly just to spell him for hopefully only around 15, 20 minutes a game. But Blake Braley is in yours, I guess, as well, guys. Nope. Yeah, mate. Yep. What? Uh, no. what? No. Nope. Sorry, what? Nope, nope, nope. You're cutting up. You're breaking <laughs> Am up. Am I breaking there. out again? <laughs> no, um, I'm as it stands, I've got Cook and Appy. Um, Appy's almost guaranteed an 80 as opposed to Braley, who I think, and it's been rumoured, he's going to be looking at 50-55 to start the year while he gets used to the NRL riggers. Well, at 200k, that's fine by me. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, I'm going for points over dollars there. Well, yeah, I can see Appy averaging 60 if he plays 80. So um, I don't think he's going to be that far away from Cook given the change in the Rabbitohs' uh, forward pack. Yep, agreed. The other guy on the bench there that's caught my eye and he's in my side is Toby Rudolph. So he looks to have won that spot on merit based on a pretty handy preseason. So we were all looking at, I guess, Billy Magulius, but uh, he's missed the cut. He's in 18, and Toby Rudolph has made the cut. So... uh, Given the cheapies we got, he's in my side. Yeah, you mate, guys? the reindeer goes all right. Yeah, I'm right. very, very uh-huh. keen to have him. Sorry, are we going to really let that reindeer joke slide? Just going to let it go, mate. It's his first of, <sighs> first part of the year. Just give him one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Front what row are... only, so a bit of a, a tough one there. But, yeah, Rudolph, 171K. What about um, Jack Williams, 397K? It's someone that you know has a seems to have a very super coach friendly game. Um, historic PPM over one. Where do we think he's going to get his minutes from? I mean, you just named the bench there. Um, Scott Sorensen will go into onto the edge, you'd think. Um, Connor Tracy, you said it's going to replace 
um, Braley, and then you've got Ueli and also Rudolph that are going to go through um, the the uh, the front row. So, you know, could could Williams play 60-plus minutes? Uh, who's Sorensen going to spell, though? Because Nikora and Wade Graham are both 80-minute mm. players. Um, yeah. So I think if Sorensen comes on, he's going to be replacing uh, Williams. Um, whether that's only 20 minutes a game, I just can't say at this stage. But, yeah, I, I could see Williams playing 50 to 60. I'm surprised at all the talk about Liam Knight, yet no one's really gotten that deep into uh, talking about Jack Williams. So for mine, he's got just about pretty much equivalent super coach game. You know, he's starting lock as well. Um, and if anything, I reckon he'll probably get more minutes. So at a cut price option there compared to Liam Knight, I'd be going Jack Williams. Not Jack A. Williams, just uh, to make that clear. The 5'8", it's 171K and won't play a game. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. He, well, I just think that... that- that Rabbitohs um, bench probably um, allows itself for uh, for Knight to play more minutes, I'd say. Um, but yes, I, I agree. I think they're quite close. The, both of these packs, both the Rabbitohs and Sharks packs, have lost a lot of grunt across the from last year. So they, both these guys are in good spots. Mm, agree. Okay, let's move along to the Panthers versus uh, Roosters. I think this shapes as being one of the better games of the round. Um, not too many surprises at the Panthers. Do you boys agree? The the one probably to talk about here is Luai, who um, has won that spot in the halves, which is uh, you know very good for us with Matt Burton being named in reserves. Are either of you starting with him? No. Yes, as of today, yeah. I'm I've not. At unfortunately, point. had to get rid of it of Burton. Yeah. So, like you, you're not. No, no. As I said, I've got. Um... Walters and Williams at the moment, but it, as I say, I will look at Williams down to Luai if I need to get some extra cash. Just having Stephen Crichton on the bench, um, he's a centre player. He's another one of these centres that's on the bench. That's great for Luai and for Appy. I think it's. Um, I don't know if he can rotate through there or not, but um, yeah, it just it to me looking at that team lineup, it, it screams it's good news for those two guys. Yeah, I completely agree there. That's what I thought when I had a look at the um, the team news today. Um, also, you've got uh, Appy. We've spoken about him quite a bit, um, so probably don't need to touch on, on him any further. Is there anybody else there, maybe you, JT, that you want to talk about uh, in a little bit more detail, or you're good there? Uh, it's basically Trap City, Trap, Trap City, bitch. So Caleb <laughs> Aikens, he's fullback only. It's a very congested spot there, 251K. Great security, but it's a very valuable spot. So I don't know many that will be uh, throwing the fullback spot open to him. Uh, then you got Dean Vare, center wing, 280K. Hasn't averaged above 37 since 2015. Yeah, Absolute he's... trap. Uh, Stephen Crichton, who the hell knows what he's going to be doing in that number 14 spot. Center wing only, 253K. Kurt Capewell's there anytime soon. Absolute trap. Jack Hetherington, front row forward, 201K. Uh, he's in jersey number 17, so he's got no security at all. Uh, not great output in a, the few games that he's got. Absolute no-go. Uh, yeah, so outside of that, there's some real roughy-looking blokes on that bench there. Leota, don't go near that bloke either. Um, Zane Tedovano, he's obviously been talked about a fair bit as well, being a front-row option and starting front-row. But look at the bench. you got JFH, James Fisher-Harris lurking uh, on the comeback trail. Uh, so... 
puts a line through Tedavano for me, but JFH, if he hangs around on that bench spot, he is going to be juicily priced uh, come, say, round three or four. So he's one I've got my eye on. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, good pickup. Good pickup. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably it for me with the Panthers. What about you guys? Do we move on to the Roosters? Well, just, just one guy that caught my eye today from this team is Isaiah Yo. Um, he's available in the center wing at only about 400K. And if JFH does rotate through that pack, um, and he can stay at lock, then he's probably a good um, sort of pod in your center wing. Is he, though? I mean, what, so last year, 44, year before that, 57, 54, 51, 39. Um, I don't know, I'm not too excited by him. I think he's um, he's a fairly average super coach player, even if he is playing through the second row. He just does, he loves a dummy and go. He loves a run. Yeah. Yeah. Not that king. Not that king. Yeah. 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 Uh, James Tedesco, everyone's first choice. Well, he was mine. Uh, you guys got him in or not? No, yep. I don't. Nope. Turbo. Mm. Turbo. Interesting. Yeah. Price-wise between those two, I'd love to have Teddy in, but um, yeah, the price difference, I just can't, um, yeah, can't have Teddy, unfortunately. Uh, we'll see where we are after his first ton in round one. Um, anyone else? Obviously, Angus Crichton on this Roosters centre wing position. Uh, how long that lasts with Josh Morris coming? We're not entirely sure, but surely he'll be back at second row in a week or two. Yeah, I don't know about that. They played Crichton there in the World Cup Challenge, didn't they? So this is something they've been planning for a while. Um yeah, I'm not too close to the situation, so I'm not sure. I, I think he simply played there because they didn't have another option. So with Morris coming in, he should go back. But whether he um, outs Orbison from the 12 there, I'm not, or just go straight to the bench, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure at all. Not sure, but there's not too many other players of interest for me from a super coach perspective there. I did write a little spiel about Kyle Flanagan as well, but he's not someone that I'm overly... Uh, interested in uh, anyone for you guys? Uh, one name that I had down as soon as he came out. I think, sorry, like you did call him in our chat, but Satili Tupania. Um, this guy is going to be the Simonson stars, the uh, Pallavi scale, f- without a shadow of a doubt. Second row forward, 267K. Boyd Corden is missing this one through injury, but he'll be straight back, you'd imagine. Not even injury. Uh, he's, he's getting rested for load management. Oh, really? Load yeah, management. Right, round one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, named in starting second row. He's going to have that green icon next to him all week. You just imagine people are going to see that and go, uh, hell to leather. Do not pick this guy. Great, Benchy. Uh, we'll get a few minutes here and there, but just avoid, avoid. Trap, trap, trap. Agree, agree, agree. Agree. Did we just <laughs> That's find it. your Simmons and Stars replacement? Oh well, see, he's not in my side, so it's going to be a bloke that I've reading got. Reading every week. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't think it quite reads as well as no. say Simmonson or Palavi, but it's probably going to be Will Kennedy or Ben Hampton. All right, let's head straight into Sunday afternoon, boys. Sea Eagles versus the Storm. This is going to be an absolute ripper. Oh, I cannot um, wait for this game. Some surprising ins for the Seagulls, and we were talking about this before the podcast, but the, you got uh, Jake Trevojevic and AFB have been named. Um, yeah, really surprising. You kind of thought that those guys were going to miss maybe the first two to four weeks. Well, didn't Gerbo come out and say that he would definitely be missing round one, possibly round two? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I thought I thought I saw that I thought I saw that in an interview a couple of weeks ago, and then for all reports, AFV was supposed to be coming back in you know around four or five. So to see these two names pop up, that's a shocker. AFV is the um, the really surprising one for me. I thought he was a good three to four weeks away. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Yeah, which is which is why we were talking about Mark Power as being such a, a good option. Five hundred and seventy k was going to carry the load. I know JT in particular, you were keen on him, but. Um, yeah, he's he will now make his way out of many sides, I think, and he I think he's left yours. Yeah, I mean he's got a lot of Arvo games, which I always like seeing from Marty. Um, just a dry track. He loves getting the arm free and busting tackles and all of that. But uh, we thought he'd be basically carrying this Ford pack, and if Jerbo's there, if AFB are there, uh, he's not really going to have to work as hard. So. All of a sudden, uh, you've got plenty of Supercoach stat magnets around him, so his value dropped immediately for mine. Um, remains to be seen if these guys actually play in round one. Who knows with Des Hasler? He obviously doesn't care for Supercoach, so uh, come Sunday afternoon, who knows what we're going to be seeing. But for mine, Marty uh, had him penciled in, but he's gone. And there's three cheapies named on the bench, but I um, kind of think they're all stayaways. What about you guys? Oh, Kefi's probably the most interesting of the bunch, but yeah, you've got um, Paseka and uh, what's his name, Jack Gazilski. Well Correct done. me on that. Um, but yeah, those two guys are coming back soon, so there's every likelihood, you know, your boils and let's say HO, um, those guys drop out. Kefi oh, like Artu? Yeah, sure. Well, oh, wow. You're working on that one. Number 17. Been waiting all day just to spit that one out. So, <laughs> Time to shine, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Melbourne Storm, fun. guys. Anything, any love there? So this whole thing about Mommy and Harry Grant that's still floating up in the air uh, hasn't come to fruition yet. So their back line or pretty much the entire side is as we expected. Were there any surprises there? Uh, no, not really. Just that I'm a bit disappointed that Branko Lee's not there. He was looking like he could be a potentially a good option, and that now it's uh, yeah stuffed another cheapy option up in the centre wing. Yeah, that's. I it. cannot believe Craig Bellamy bought him. Has he never watched a Branko Lee game? I just thought he was going to be a classic player that just goes to the storm and just transforms into a a superstar, and then leaves, and then it goes back to being the player he was at the Titans. Obviously, needed mm, more work, mate. <laughs> Uh, big one for me, uh, Nelson Asofa Solomona is floating around on that extended bench. So uh, a couple of niggling injuries there. But Tui Kamikamitha, who comes in, I think, below 300k, will catch a few eyes. But Nas is going to be back there soon enough. So won't be enough of a spell uh, with minutes for Tui to make too much money. Um, a guy that I've got in my side, though, in number 15 is Tino Fasuump. Tino F, <laughs> so, uh, the really long name. So he comes in, I think it's second row only, but he's about 217K. Uh, I believe the Titans have bought him from next year. So he's got a fair few wraps on him. Uh, gun player. He's probably going to fit into that very slow-burning cow um, sort of mold, but given the cheapies we got, I've got him in mind. Do you really? No, hmm. no way. No, I have oh. Got to admit, I hadn't looked at him either. Yeah, all right. Ooh, pod. Pod no, for me. At only well, Felice Cavusi and Kenny Bromwich are going to play 80 minutes each. Finucane's going to play 60. 
Um, so the minutes will have to come out of that front row. And um, you've got Eisenhuth King there as well. So I can't see him getting more than, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah, I'll just hark back to when I had Naz in 2018 and even Kami Kamitha last year. They both came on and scored miracle tries and made me a lot of money. So this year it's Tino F. Mm, he's no going reason, to be pretty no good. Kid. Have you seen him? He's huge. He's mm. a beast. He's say the Warriors signed him and then he backflipped and went. He's going up to the Gold Coast. So there's a few teams chasing him. He's going to be a, a star. Imagine being the Warriors. Imagine realizing that someone's backflipped on you to go to the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm. Imagine Jesus. being a one-team town in a rugby league-loving city and not winning a premiership for about 15 years. Uh, Tom Eisenhuth <laughs> is a centre-wing, second-row jewel as well, but given he's 17, he's going to be out of the side, you'd imagine, as soon as Naz comes back. So uh, he'll catch the eye, but he's one of those absolute AE nightmares. Agree. All right, into the home stretch now, boys. Dragons versus the West Tigers, and there's a few players here to speak about from a super coach perspective. Zach Lomax, number one for me. New fullback, will kick goals with Gareth Widoff going. We've spoken enough in the pod about there's just no players to pick from in the centre wing at the moment. So he's locked into my side. What about you guys? Yep, agreed. Yep. And then another player, Braden Williami. Uh, is he in either of your sides either? He is, but he's uh, NPR. Mm, I was hoping he wouldn't be, day. but oh, honestly, we've got such few options. We're taking punts left, right, centre. Right? So, yep, no yeah. options. Yeah, biggest no risk, can't be choosers so at the moment, boys. I think um, you just got to just pick these guys if they're named. There's, uh, I just I cannot remember a season that there has been as few cheapies um, named in round one. Yeah, it's been brutal, and especially centre wing guys. There's usually two or three that pop up, just as you said, like by surprise. But nothing this year. Yeah, agree. All right, um, moving along there. Trent Merrin was someone that I thought could be an option, but he's been named to the bench. Um, that rules him out for me. Uh, Lakey, what about you? Does, um, but I'm actually excited about that. I'm hoping to see him gain some form coming off the bench, drop price a little bit, and then I'll be looking seriously at getting him in at some stage. Um, Interesting. If, if he can get that lock position. Okay. JT? Sorry, I was just cracking my last beer. Uh, who are we talking about? Trent. <laughs> no, that's Trent all right. Priorities go back to it. Again, I like that he's named at 14. So hopefully he comes on for a couple of 30, 40 minute spells, uh, gets that price right down, and we pick him up during Origin or something. But uh, yeah, nothing else really excites me out of that dragon side. And there are two cheapies there to maybe finish it off here, boys. Uh, you've got Josh Kerr to start with. I know that, uh, you know, there's been a, some talk about him but he hasn't quite made it into the squad i think he's recovering from a knee injury 233k will either of you been picking him as a, a non-playing reserve with the thought that he might get selected next week or the week after yeah that's something i'm looking at he's been in my side most of the preseason. um the injury just sucked but i think he should be back pretty soon if what you guys are telling me is accurate i don't know if i can trust you but i'll go with it hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. If as say if I can't find anyone else, then I think I'll run with him. Okay, and then the next one is Fui Maono, uh, 200k, uh, named to the bench, dual position, semi center wing, uh, and also second row player. Uh, he's been around the traps uh, a few years now. He's been a cheapy. Um, he just hasn't really kicked it on. So uh, why is he going to change to the Dragons, JT? Uh, he won't. So don't pick him. <laughs> It's pretty accurate. I mean, look at that bench. You got Merrin and Host. They'll be the first two off it. 
Fui Maono will be the next guy off the rank. He's probably only looking at 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nothing else there from the Dragons. Is there anything for you guys? Nope. All right, let's go on to the the Tigers, the final team of the night. It's been a marathon, but we are here. Um, All right, who are we going to start with? Should we start with the Leilua brothers? Uh, They're pretty topical at the moment, I think. You've got Joseph coming over from the Raiders and then Luciano from the Dragons. So I've got Luciano on my side. I don't have Joseph. Um, Lakey, I'll turn to you. What Do you have either of these guys? And uh, if you do, uh, cool. If you don't, why not? No, I don't. And it's simply because I just can't afford them at the moment. I'm interested in both. Um, and the Tigers run early is really nice. Um, I'm just bringing it up. They start with the Dragons. Then they've got the Knights, Dogs, Warriors um, through their first four weeks. So that sort of screams Supercoach points. And I'd, I'd really be interested in both those guys if I could find the extra money. Will they, will they be playing on the same edge? Yeah, I think so. Um, and no foe outside them. So that's a strong edge. Jeez. Uh, offensively yeah. a strong edge, not so defensively. But... <laughs> but that's going to be impressive, hey? Um, they be obviously have a connection. I agree. What about you, JT? I'm just looking at Luciano. 6% of teams. That's that all? Wow. Mm. Yeah. Surprising. I mean, it, it, they'll come up for sure before uh, they run out. But uh, for mine, he's a bit too high priced, but I can really see he was a tough one to leave out. Probably the toughest uh, have sat on the pine. Just looked so at home in that trial match. Um, 60 minutes. He's a huge body, yet he gets through a mountain of work. Uh, with the brother there, they've both got a point to prove. Um, a lot to like about Luciano. Only thing that kept me away was the price. But the good thing is, like with Liam Knight, I can sit back and just watch casually. Uh, if I've missed the train, I can still run. I've been working out. I can still make the carriage. So uh, <laughs> Luciano won't get too out of sight, I wouldn't imagine. BJ, though. BJ was the huge one, I reckon. Uh, I don't think anyone was talking about him before uh, that last trial against the Warriors but all of a sudden it's come into massive contention in that center wing in a spot that's pretty dire at the moment uh any of you or both of you guys looked at him at all um he's someone that's on my radar now just depending on just mainly because there's no one else to pick from in the in the center wing so it just depends on where I go uh in the the second row and front row uh, a couple of downgrades what about uh, yourself like yeah, he's one of a couple of guys. Like he's in that same price bracket as your stags and that sort of stuff. So, I'm I'm interested, but um, I probably will miss the boat. Hmm. Uh, Adam Dewey, boys, he was talked about as being a fullback option during the preseason. Uh, he's lost out to Corey Thompson, which I think makes sense. Corey Thompson was a pretty handy player for the Tigers all of last season. So Adam Dewey will bide his time out at centre. Uh, for me, that probably rules him out as an option. I don't know about you, Lakey. You were pretty off him, I think. Yeah, I'm the same. So from all reports, and I think he said himself that they were going to run Thompson um, at fullback because Dewey came over so late in the piece. So while he'd learnt everything there, he was going to be played, I think, even off the bench, and that was before the M by injury. So um, does Dewey revert back there when M by uh, returns? I mean, yeah, I can't go near him, even if he is mm. kicking. Great. Uh, 
Really? Billy Walters is the other guy that's caught a lot of eyes. Uh, you've got him at your halfback spot. It's just that annoying dual position. So hooker, I'd already sorted out. Halfback, I'd sorted out. Um, I would love to have him in, but yeah, just not in those positions. So you've got him in. I've gone the two guns. We'll see. See how that goes. Yeah, it's just a cash generation thing for me. I don't know about you, Lakey, but 30 to 40 points per game, um, you're going to get a cash gain of around about 200, 200k. So I can, if even he plays, you know, that 30 to 50 minutes per game, which he should, I think he can he can hit those points. And, and that's just going to be some easy money, hopefully, for an upgrade later on. Yeah, and I think we spoke about this in the last pod, JT. I heard somewhere or read somewhere, he's, got, he's looking at 50 to 60. Uh, minutes um, I'd probably be thinking he'll be at the lower end of that with Reynolds playing you know 15 either side of half time or something like mm. that but yeah he should just get some money ticking over the only concern is if this grant swap happens in the next couple of weeks then that's just going to really you know kill things I don't think you can plan for that though I'm, I'm not and I'm still going to run Walters and I'll attack uh, you know cross that bridge when it comes to it but um, it, it is being discussed and it is on the um, an issue, I think. So Zane Musgrove is a guy that's been in my side for um, you know at least a couple of weeks since I turned my attention to Super Coach. Uh, has weeks? Um, do you mean hours? Yeah, maybe um, <laughs> maybe a day. <laughs> um, he has uh, been getting a fair amount of hype. Um, performed well in the last trial, I believe, as well. Um, I've actually just downgraded him to that the rookie warrior just because of the price difference. Are you guys starting with him? Yeah, I am. Um, pretty friendly super coach game when he was back at the bunnies and then he's just missed a couple years for being a naughty boy um but yeah mm. um i am keen to go with him again rugby league hey? oh well, <laughs> you wouldn't change it i'm um, exactly as, exactly the same as you went in so i've got the young warriors front rower in mind just for the 30k game there um, not a lot of big bodies surrounding Musgrove. So you've got Cheekam there on the extended bench as well as Eisenhuth. But they're middle, oh, sorry, edge players. So uh, Musgrove is going to really firm that prop rotation up. So well, Eisenhuth should bench, play in the middle as well, though. Uh, spelling Elijah Taylor, maybe, and moving Billy Walters off to the bench. But yeah, I guess Zane Musgrove, in terms of um, job security, seems to have uh, have the wood over a lot of those other cheapies we've talked about. And he was a highly rated uh, junior as well from memory. Um, just, uh, yeah, as you said, has, uh, has struggled uh, with a few off-field things. So hopefully um, he's got through that and, uh, yeah, can have a strong season. Yeah, and, and just looking back on his South days, he was going at, you know, almost one PPM to the dot. So whatever minutes he's getting, that's what he's scoring. So if he gets, you know, he's going to put on some dollars. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, I think we've wrapped it all up there, guys. It's an hour and 33. I'm hoping we can actually just get this on the one podcast. Um, I don't think I've been on a podcast this long before, but it is the first of the Team List Tuesdays for the 2020 season, so I think it is appropriate. Um, any final words from you guys before we wrap up? Call it or not. No, mate. Just Merry Supercoach Christmas. Uh, go, Michael Morgan. All right, Dalio yeah. Medalist 2020. Yeah, I think by parting words, it's just like uh, the centers are shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great day. Uh, yeah. But, you know, round one is not far away. How good. Yeah. Well, I hope you can get out of that cyclone, JT. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it stays away. No better place to be than up in great FNQ if that were to happen, mate. I would not complain. 
And may I just leave us all with a little parting gift from my very last Forex bidder here. Uh, how many first-class Sheffield Shield games did Stuart Law play for Queensland? I actually it. picked up the wrong uh, <laughs> the wrong one there. It was meant to be a Wally Lewis one. Uh, the answer to that one was 158. But the one I really wanted to ask was, how many games did Wally Lewis play for the Brisbane Broncos? Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna, I might say uh, 40, 42. Where's where's mm. when you need him? Mm. Like it? Yeah, 35. Uh, the answer is 46, which is also the same number of years it's probably going to take for the Broncos to make the eight again. Yeehaw, everyone. <laughs> Round one is here. <laughs> I can't wait till we beat you on Friday night, mate. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for downloading and sticking with this. It's been a marathon. See you, guys. See yeah. 